Hello again, uh, and welcome to the Mass Hire Holyoke Career Corner. My name is Bud Delphin, and it's my pleasure to let you know that today we will be talking with Ramona Rivera Reno, the Executive Director of the Regional Reentry Recovery Program located at Mass Hire Holyoke Career Center. Ramona will be telling us about the services provided by the Regional Reentry and Recovery Program and the importance of those services to both individuals and the community. And just a reminder, before we start today's conversation, please remember that Mass Hire Holyoke's Career Counseling Services and Resource Center are still located in our offices at 850 High Street here in Holyoke, as is the Reentry and Recovery Program. Please don't hesitate to come by or visit our website at masshireholyoke.org. That's masshireholyoke.org. Welcome, Ramona. Thank you for talking with me today. Thank you for having me, Bud. It's my pleasure. Can you provide an overview uh, of the Mass Hire Holyoke Reentry Recovery Program and its mission? Yeah, the Reentry Recovery Program has been operating for 20 years. We are dedicated to empowering justice-involved individuals to overcome employment barriers and achieve their sustainable career success. We are committed to fostering an environment of respect, growth, and opportunity, helping each other to navigate their unique path of professional development and personal fulfillment. Although our main objective is to help people get employment, we also know we need to meet them where they're at. So in addition to teaching job search skills such as interviewing, resume writing, cover letters, digital literacy, online application, and financial literacy, to name a few, we approach everything we do with a holistic approach. Our Alive and Free Live Up to Your Future Economic Opportunity Curriculum encourages the person to tap into their intrinsic self to help them encompass their innate characteristics, values, and core identity. We have learned that helping them to understand and embrace their intrinsic self is key to achieving their personal fulfillment. This curriculum teaches mindfulness meditation, self-awareness, trust yourself, problem solving, decision making, leadership, goal setting, self-acceptance and love. By weaving this into our programming, we're able to build a foundation of trust and support for our customers. And that's important because a lot of customers that are disenfranchised with mainstream society really need to have people understand and to meet them where they're at. Wow, that's, qu- that's quite a, an impressive list of services and programs. Are there, um, are, are there primary services resources that the program offers individuals who are reentering society after incarceration? The team at Mass Hire really works closely with the individuals, helping them to provide um, one-on-one services such as job applications, a resume development, critique, interviewing skills, job matching, development, career exploration, where we really help them explore online and in person what kind of careers and what kind of thing opportunities are out there for them to enhance their ability to, to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a monthly Cori clinic that offers people um, advice on how to clear their, to seal their Cori and how to talk about their Cori when they're in an interview. Okay. Can you remind folks what a Cori is? A CORI is the is a criminal offender record information. Is when someone gets arrested, um, they have a record, and that record follows them for five years if it's a misdemeanor and seven years if it's a felony, and that can be a, a, a barrier to employment. So we help them learn how to discuss that and learn how to be open and honest employers so mm-hmm. they can be successful in their job search. But if those things can be after so many years, those things can be sealed we help them to the sealing process. Hmm. Wow. Um, you know, so, some of you, you've already answered this question a little bit, but I'll ask it anyway. Why is this work important? Uh, and, one, and what impact does it really have on the community? 
By providing employment support resources and programs, it helps the, the previously incarcerated individual reintegrate into society, which is crucial to reducing the recidivism rate. Now, helping individuals gain employment skills and find jobs contributes to their economic empowerment and independence. Successfully reintegrated individuals into community can enhance overall community safety and cohesiveness. In breaking those barriers down, the program addresses systematic barriers faced by justice-involved individuals helping to level the playing field and promote equality. And finally, the supporting families and communities by assisting individuals in finding employment, the program indirectly supports their families and communities contribute to the overall social and economic stability. Wow. Um, what partnerships or collaborations does the Mass High Reentry and Recovery Program have with other organizations or agencies to support reentry efforts? So this November 20th marks our 20-year anniversary 20 years, wow. of the Recovery Ready Workforce Initiative. So this November 20th marks our 20-year celebration with, co with collaborating with the Hamden County Sheriff's Department. We work a lot throughout the Sheriff's Department, but one program in particular that we work with the most is the All-Inclusive Support Services. AISS, as it's known, has consistently been our foremost community partner, playing an in indispensable role in linking our participants with necessary wraparound services. Their comprehensive support system is not just a corner store of our collaboration efforts, but it's also centered to the successful engagement and assist assistance of those we serve. Together, we're creating a supportive, inclusive space where everyone can thrive. Thank you. But we also, I just want to mention, we also work sure. with ROCA, which is a youth intervention for high-risk people. We work with the Western New England College School of Law. We do monthly Cori clinics online. Mm -hmm. We work with Sober Housings, Dress for Success, Providence Ministries, Kate's Kitchen, Choice Recovery, and many, many more. Wow, you touched an awful lot of programs in the area. That's really exciting. I assume working closely with the Hamden County Sheriff's Office is very important, obviously, if you've just been mentioning. But what specific programs do you collaborate with? Currently, we offer 180 hours each month, consisting of a variety of workshops and one-on-one -on -one services. We do this at the Men's Jail, at the Women's Jail, at the All-Inclusive Support Services, and the Western Mass Recovery and Wellness Center. This consists of work readiness groups, the alive and free groups I mentioned earlier, and recovery groups. Uh, one of your programs is called Access to Recovery. Please tell us what the focus of the Access to Recovery program is and why it is important. Access to Recovery is a grant that's overseen by the Advocates for Human Potential, and we oversee their Path to Empowerment program, known as P2E. It's a three-week, 60-hour curriculum that we co-authored to assist individuals in recovery from substance use, abuse, or mental health challenges in gaining employment. The key focus of the, of the um, program is employment readiness training, vocational training, job placement assistance, building soft skills. There's a big emphasis on building the soft skills, emphasis on, on developing soft skills such as communication, teamwork, time management, and problem solving, which are essential for success in the workplace. The overall goal of Path to Empowerment is, is to empower the individual by providing them with the skills, the resources, and support they need to find and maintain meaningful employment, therefore fostering independent self-esteem and a stable, healthy lifestyle. It's been very successful. Every year we have about 500 people come through our program. Wow. And to date, there's over 10,000 people. The program is, is replicated. We replicated the program in Boston. Lowell, New Bedford, Worcester, and Springfield. So it's five areas now that so are doing did it. Did I hear you correctly saying 10,000 people? 
have gone through it that, in the last 10 years. Yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's really a, a remarkable number right. of folks that come through the program. Yeah, across the state. Across the state. Well, congratulations. Uh, how would you describe success for the program and, and individuals who are involved in it? I think overall success is such a in such a program is about enabling the participant to lead fulfilling lives, stable lives where they can contribute positively to their community and to their personal growth and development. I don't measure our success by how many jobs people got. Mm -hmm. I measure our success by did they get to another level where they will be successful? You know, mm -hmm. what is our we want to help them along their journey and some journeys are longer than others when it comes to finding employment or getting mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um I've also heard about uh, an initiative you've recently begun of in sponsoring called the Recovery Ready Workforce. Can you tell us about that a little bit and what, what it does and what it means? The Massachusetts Recovery Ready Workforce, being overseen by Mass Hyatt-Hoyoke, is a program designed to support workplaces in becoming more inclusive and supportive of employees or potential employees in recovery from substance use disorder. This initiative focuses on creating a recovery-friendly work environment, offering training and resources to employers to benefit, to better understand and assist employees in dealing with addiction and recovery challenges. The goal is to foster a workplace culture that is only aware, and that is not only aware and accommodating of recovery needs, but also actively helps in reintegration of individuals in recovery into the workforce. We believe that if more people recover out loud, others won't suffer in silence. So the employers that we meet with and that we train each take a pledge to advocate mm -hmm. for people in recovery, okay. to educate their staff, and to support them, maybe mm -hmm. by changing their HR practices mm -hmm. or maybe by you know, um, offering work, work alternative schedules if they have mm -hmm. things they have to go to. Um, currently, we have about 25 or 30 companies mm -hmm. that have taken the pledge. 25 to 30, wow. We have the city of Hoyoke. Eight, Hoyoke Community College has just started the process. Gary Rome Nissan is just mm -hmm. finishing his first year of training. Um, so the trainings that we offer, we offer many different ones, but the trainings, the four core trainings we offer are Recovery 101, stigma training, breaking down the stigma so people talk more about mm -hmm. it. We are, offer Narcam training. And then we have a supervisor's training to help educate them on how they could do best practices in the workplace. Okay. Uh, just to build on that question, if I may, uh, uh, you know, not only this important just for the, the you know, for the understanding of the, the, the challenges that individuals going through in the organization, but also in certain degrees, it can actually be financially helpful to an org, to a business to be able to provide this kind of support to individuals. Because I understand lots of people will lose time if they're not really supported or understand what, what they're going through. Absolutely. I mean, in the workplace, one of, even people not in recovery, the biggest thing mm -hmm. is absenteeism costs a lot of mm -hmm. money. And, you know, understanding, like, for instance, we have, we had one person that was working and doing very well, but mm -hmm. he took the bus back and forth to work. And the challenge he was is because of the bus schedule and his work schedule, he couldn't get to any of his meetings. Yeah. And he was feeling he was having a hard time with that. Yeah. So the employer, he went to the employer because that employer's open door policy around recovery and said, could I come in a little earlier, mm -hmm. go to a lunch, a noon group, a noon meeting that's right around mm -hmm. the corner from here and come back and then work a little later. Mm -hmm. And they did, and that really helped him, and he did very well. He's still at the company today. Oh, wonderful. Just wonderful story. Thank you. Well, obviously, if a business wants to become part of the recovery-ready workforce, what steps should be taken? They can go to Mass Hire's website, www.masshirehoyoke.org, or they and then click on the RRW tab. It's right at the top, and they'll have mm -hmm. all the information there, including my contact information. Okay, good. Thank you. And how community, how can community members or businesses get involved in supporting the Mass Hire Reentries Program's mission? 
Slightly different question. Um, be open-minded when I call you. <laughs> Let me in the door. Just give me five minutes of your time. Um, and it'd be worthwhile for you and the community. I mean, really, if, if more businesses, um, I know everybody gets inundated with emails and, mm -hmm. you know, and that, but I like to do face-to-face. -face, so I mm -hmm. might call and, and just stop by or try to get a meeting with you and only be 15 minutes. I'll do it on Zoom or I'll do it in person. But just having an open mind that we all are here in this community and our community for many different reasons is in a lot of um, confusion. Mm -hmm. And I think if we just start talking more openly with each other, it would be better. So if they can call me the same way, they can call, um, they can call Mass Hire, or they can reach out on my on the website. Okay, great. And that sort of leads to the next question, Ramona, that we have is what what are some common misconceptions, misconceptions or stigmas associated with reentry, and how does the Mass Hire Reentry Program work to address and combat them? I think the mis the biggest misconception is people think these people are lazy and that they don't want to work. You know, they might be unreliable, low work ethic. This stereotype overlooks the individual potential and the commitment to change. A lot of people that, if they're incarcerated or even if they're not incarcerated and they went through recovery, their perseverance to come out of what they're in and to go forward is, is a very strong willpower. Mm -hmm. And to support that willpower to success, you know, give them a chance to work at your mm -hmm. company. Give them, Don't just like stereotype, oh, he's going to do this, he's going to do, mm -hmm. or she's going to do that, you know. The other was, you know, high risk of recidivism. People are worried about them relapsing into their, you know, into recovery that or work or relapsing into that. I mean, many assume that those who have been incarcerated are likely to reoffend. While re recidivism is a concern, many individuals are committed to rebuilding their lives and not returning to the criminal justice system. And I've seen the change in people. You know, we meet people in the jail, mm -hmm. and we might know them for a year or two there, and then they come to the career center, and you can see the difference. You can see how now they're out, and they really want that mm -hmm. job. And the sooner we can get them back to work, mm -hmm. the better it is for the community and for them to be, mm -hmm. start being, you know, being back into society and feeling mm -hmm. like they belong again. Mm -hmm. um, some of the misconceptions I feel like, oh, you don't really have much of a work history, but. You know, the, the Hamden County Sheriff's Office, the jail in Ludlow has has construction, they have a construction staff, mm -hmm. they have um, printing, they have culinary arts, they have embroidering, they have a welding, they have mm -hmm. so many different trainings going on and they're bringing more and more in each day. So, you know, they're going to jail, but they're not just sitting there doing nothing, they're mm -hmm. actually picking up skills. Right. Um, the Sheriff's Department is one of the biggest ones to have to get their GEDs. They give out a lot of GEDs in education, people get college credits there, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things happening for habilitation mm -hmm. to get these guys ready and these women to go back into the community. So the other part of your question was, how do we, we work to combat these misconceptions, yep. education and awareness? Yes. We make sure we talk to employers about mm -hmm. it. Um, we do trainings and seminars. We've had a couple different community events. We try to do mm -hmm. a couple a year. Um, we offer skills development training um, to our folks. So we try to match we do job match and we try to match our individuals to the employer, not only the employer that has a job, but the employer that has the personality that that person will be successful mm -hmm. at. Because if it's a high stress environment, maybe that kind of job is not good for them. So by job matching and working with them and knowing them, we can help guide them to the jobs that we think might be the best fit for mm -hmm. them. Um, we also, the employers have a lot of hiring incentives. There's a tax credit and there's training grants available for employers. Um, there's a tax credit for people that have been out of work a long time. There's disability tax credits. There's a bigger tax credits for hiring veterans. And there's a lot of training programs. So if an employer wants to hire someone, they're like, well, it's going to cost me money and they mm -hmm. may not stay. 
that employer and that person might qualify for the on-the-job training. Mm -hmm. And that connection to on-the-job training, we could pay maybe up to 60, 70% mm -hmm. reimbursement to the employer mm -hmm. for the wages, depending mm -hmm. on the situation. So these are all things we try to educate in, in, in the employer about. One of the most important things are we want to do follow-up support. Mm -hmm. So keeping in contact with the person you hired and with the employer to see mm -hmm. if everything worked out. I mean, that's important to us. I mm -hmm. wish we had more time to do that, mm -hmm. um, but we do it as much as we can. Okay, wow, that's a, that, a lot of potential benefits for a business to be involved in this as well. That's, that's wonderful news. Ramona, can you tell us a little bit about some of your success stories? Yeah, I, I actually just put down two. I'll, I'll just <laughs> say um, one was a young gentleman that I worked with, and um, he was a high-risk youth, um, and he he was someone that could be very nice and then very combative and you never knew which person was going to walk in the door <laughs> some days he'd say hi how you doing go, hi i'm doing good and then other days he said none of your business he didn't say it so friendly but um and so that was our relationship for a long time and our last encounter was pretty heated mm -hmm. um and then i don't know how many years ago maybe seven years ago i was walking into the jail and this guy said hey do you remember me and i'm looking at him it's an officer. Really? A, an officer, a correctional wow. officer. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, is that you? And he goes, it's me. <laughs> I go, oh my God. I knew, like, th I was blown away that he was a correctional officer. You know, I had lost track of him many years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and I said, we didn't we didn't end our relationship on a good note last night. He goes, no, but that was all me. I was a jerk back then. But, mm -hmm. you know, everybody along the way helped me to be where I am today. So that was a, a great one. And the other one is um, one of one of the guys. It was a guy. I was he was um, forty when I met him. Forty five. No, he's fifty when I met him in jail. Okay. And he had been in the in the streets with drugs and drinking, uh -huh. both as a user and as as uh -huh. a dealer. And he, you know, he's realized he's getting old and can't walk <laughs> that good and can't run from the police that well. And he said to me <laughs> while we're in jail, Miss Ramona, who? What are you going to do for me? I'm old, I'm fat, I'm getting bald. Who's going to hire me? I said, someone's going to hire you. I promise you. If you believe in yourself, if you want to work, I'll help you. And so um, before he got out, he got down to another security. Mm -hmm. um, I took him to the Delaney house. And at the time, George Page, who has since passed, was an amazing man and definitely a great employer. And he hired him. Mm -hmm. And that person stayed there for eight years and was promoted from maintenance to housekeep from housekeeping to maintenance to something else. Mm -hmm. And then he finally called me and he says, uh, Miss Ramona, it's mm -hmm. me. And this person has called me, he call, he's called me every year for the last 20 years mm -hmm. and says, hi, God bless you, it's me, I'm doing well. So I just ran and he just called me again. I just seen him not too long ago, we had lunch and he said, um, he called me first to say he was changing jobs and he went in to be a state inspector for vehicles. Really? Yeah. Oh. And so he did that for quite a few years. And now he's retired and he works for the sheriff's department um, and has for the last 10 years doing some um, work at night as a mentor and stuff um, and driving the guys around the meetings and things like that. And he is still doing great. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very so cool. So those two, there's a lot of other ones, but those two stand yeah. out the most. Okay. Those are wonderful, wonderful examples. Uh, so before we end up, there's another question I have. You you have a fairly large staff working with folks. Yes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your staff and what they do and what motivates them to do this kind of work? So we have we have a very diverse staff. We're all so uniquely different. We are the organized chaos of the world. I say sometimes, <laughs> and what I mean by that is that the challenging about this 
program we run is that everybody gets cross trained mm -hmm. and we get cross trained because if someone leaves you can't possibly get someone on board for two weeks uh, and, and get it up and running so at least we have someone to fill in until we get to fill that void but when we're interviewing them I look for a passion because you know I feel we could teach anybody anything if they want to learn mm -hmm. But you can't teach passion and compassion and empathy. They have to have that. Mm -hmm. And our over the 20 years, everybody we've hired has had that passion yeah. and empathy and love. And, you know, we cry together. You know, they, it's just such a it's weird because if you don't know what you're getting into when you come on, you know, pretty quickly mm -hmm. because of our Friday meetings. You know, we talk about our successes mm -hmm. and our challenges. And when you're doing the work we do in the community, um, servicing about 2,500 people a year. There's a lot of ups and downs to it. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had people overdose. We've had people, you know, get murdered. We've had people just drop off the face of it. We can't find them. And then they show up and tell us they're doing great or need help. But so the staff are on an emotional roller coaster, but they're so dedicated mm -hmm. to helping each, each person that it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just a really good feeling to be a part of a team. And I, I think my team, I might, I, I have just such a strong team because Again, we've hired people that had less credentials, less skills, but had such passion. Mm -hmm. But that passion drives them to do the job. And I mm -hmm. think that's that's what the staff is all about. We have a lot of bilingual staff. We meet with people one-on-one, -on -one, wherever you need to be met, mm -hmm. you know, at our different locations. And we always have someone in the building each day that's dedicated to walk-ins if they need it. Yep. But if you show up and you need a walk-in, you may not get it right away because you might be Zooming around the mm -hmm. world or something. But um, if you call, make an appointment or something, we generally get back to you pretty quickly. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I, you know, I, I am familiar with some of your staff, and I can only reemphasize and su support exactly what you said. Just a wonderful group of people, great group of people. Well, Ramona, is there anything else our listeners should know about the Recovery or Entry Program? I guess our biggest thing right now is that we are spearheading the Recovery Ready Workforce Initiative. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing that for three years, um, along with 30-something other states. And now President Biden has just put the Recovery Ready Workforce Act out. And we're looking for support. I'm looking for some people to go on our board of directors, on our, our advisory board, to help mm -hmm. spearhead this with us. And um, hoping that people who hear this will reach out okay. and let us know if they're interested in helping out or becoming a Recovery Ready Workforce. Great. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you so much. We've been talking today with Ramona Rivera Reno, Mass Hierholics Executive Director of the Regional Reentry and Recovery Program. Thank you again, Ramona, for joining us. It is uh, much appreciated, and the work you and your uh, your team are doing is really phenomenal and has such an important impact on the community. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And a quick reminder that the services Ramona talked about today can be received at the Mass Hire Holyoke offices at 850 High Street. And to learn more, please call 532-4900 or visit our website at, mass, at masshireholyoke.org, masshireholyoke.org. And also, please don't forget that Mass Hire Holyoke's youth and business centers now are in the STEAM building at 208 Race Street, also here in Holyoke. Again, thank you for joining today's Mass Hire Holyoke Career Corner. We'll see you the next time. Take care and stay well.